you know, <laughs> let me pop it in acid quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I get for having a brownie in the morning. I got a uh, a muffin from Dunkin' Donuts this morning because mm. they they had like an offer. You get a muffin if you buy a, a drink, which I was buying one anyway. So mm-hmm. and I ordered it and then the person gave it to me. It was just a it's a coffee cake muffin. Mm-hmm. And it asked if you wanted it warmed or not, you know, heat it up a little bit. So I'm like, sure. This is through the app, yeah. right? So it's, you know, and then the person handed it to me and I thought they said coffee cake muffin with butter, but I couldn't quite understand them. But I was like, it had my name on it. So I just I took it. And I got home. Mm-hmm. That shit was loaded up with butter. That's weird. Yeah, there was no butter in the on the order. Anywhere. I don't know where they got that from. Yeah. I ate it anyway. Huh, so, sure. <laughs> Thrilling. Thrilling. Freeze free. Yeah. 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 I, I'd hate to think of the, the calorie count there on that one. Not that I'm someone who counts them, but oh, yeah. like the muffin on its own, I'm sure, is is quite a bit. But then you, you add like a ton of butter in there. I don't even know how they, like, it's, it was all up in the middle of it. Like, like, even, the, like the inside? Yeah, the inside. I don't even know how they how they did that. But They probably use one of those, um, like the thing they use for the jelly, right? So like inject it? Like, yeah, the jelly donuts, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, hey, what's up? It's the Dinner Road Show, episode 74. Uh, it might be a somber one. It might be a somber <laughs> afternoon here. Uh, because they, they all leave me in the end. Um I, I'm the only one left. I feel a little bit like uh, uh, Johnny Cash, you know, uh, what's what's it? It's like the, it's like hurt. You know, I got my little empire of dirt here, you know, mm-hmm. um. <laughs> am I supposed to feel bad for you? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I could I could pile on the guilt, you know, I could really. You could. could really hammer it home. I was expecting yeah. more last night, actually, when I told you about about this. <laughs> Yeah, so in lieu of, in lieu of a regular episode, I've um I've prepared a clip show of some of Ian's uh, greatest 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 moments. Tell everyone you're joking before they turn this off. <laughs> from the past seventy episodes. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not have the t- I did not have the time to prepare because mm-hmm. this has sprung up on me very suddenly. <laughs> About 12 hours before we were going to record an episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you in person, and, and I knew that we were going to this concert uh-huh. last night, so I figured I would wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will I will require a, a, a formal written notice, though. Um, so you'll have, to, you'll have to write that up and give that to me. Mm-hmm. Is that in the uh, contract? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I must have skipped over that contract. part. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll have my lawyer take a look at it. It's <laughs> yeah, the lawyer that you definitely need for your free speech litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. Whenever I left that last in-person job I had, um, I was like all prepared to sort of like give notice, you know, like like you do. Sure. And so like as I'm expl- as I'm explaining that like I'm going to leave the job and then she's sort of like my boss was like, "Oh, you're 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 leaving now." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and cuz like I I didn't know what she like, you know. Um and then she was like, "Okay, well, you know, go clean up your your office and then bring me back the key." And I was, I just figured I would like finish the day, right, right, at, at the very least, and then or, or like even finish the week, you know. Um, but then I was like, "Oh, all right, you know, you know, I drove all the way here and it's 10 a.m." <laughs> I like I, you know, like I figured I'd finish the day. I didn't think I 
needed to do. Yeah, that was a long drive. Uh, I remember it was a long commute. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was at least an hour commute. Um, and then I came back and then like I handed her the key and she was on the phone. I don't know if she was like explaining to somebody how I like I just quit or something. And so like I handed her the key and then she's like, you know, by the way, this isn't like how like it should be done. And I'm like, okay, well, you're the one that like sort of made me leave today. Well, it, it like, sounds that, to me like you didn't know it, what to say. So you just ended up <laughs> leaving on the spot. But that was sort of the whole, like, how that whole job operated. Right. So I was just like, mm -hmm. all I said to her was that I had some opportunities, you know, and so that I would uh, be pursuing them, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, that was it. And then, so she's like, oh, so you're leaving? And I was like, yeah. And then she kind of, like, like shooed me out the door. Mm -hmm. like, I remember you saying a number so, of times while you were doing that job that communication was definitely a, a weak point of, of theirs. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. It was so bad. Yeah. I, I had wanted to leave, like, at least a month earlier. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, but anyway, we got some stuff planned. Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't be leaving on a fucking, like, round number. It had to be 74. That's gonna bother me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we could split the show uh, in half of, and have it be two episodes now. Maybe. I don't, I honestly don't think we'll have enough to no, I don't do think that. So either. Even though we usually go long, I don't know if we'll have it this time. Um, but speaking of things that annoy me. I kind of uh, just want to get out of here, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're leaving. You're, le <laughs> you're leaving right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to talk about Twitter. Um, I, I, I honestly feel like they should, they should at this point pull like a Facebook meta thing and change the name. Um, I, I don't know to what, but um, I think they should maybe change the name. Um, I think maybe Truth Social might be available. Mm, but um, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so the Musk takeovers going on, um, and things are, seem to be changing by the hour because this morning, uh, there's like all kinds of layoffs happening, uh, even more than what had happened previously where like he axed the entire moderation team, um, which was why there was a, uh, I saw in an article, a 500% increase in slurs since he took over. So that's that's nice and fun. It actually seems a bit low. Um, but the I guess so. But I mean, I guess it scales based off of the number, right? You know, mm -hmm. like if there was like ten thousand slurs being oh issued, shit, yeah, you're right. Now there's a five hundred a five hundred percent increase on that. It's exponential, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, but the real reason I wanted to talk about this was because, like, I knew he had axed the moderation team. And then uh, there was the um, the death of the the rapper the the, the from the, the Migos group. Mm -hmm. um, take off. I don't know how familiar you are. Yeah, take off. Uh, I'm I'm personally not familiar with their music or anything, but I saw the story. I saw that you know it was on Twitter. It was trending, um, and uh, I, of course I took a look at the trending tag. And what what do I see though is um, like footage of. This guy who was our age, he was like 28, yeah. of his dead body, like shot in the head. Like I, I see I could see his brain. Oh no. Like, and it's just all over Twitter. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like what wh why why? You know? Right. Like because it's the Wild West now. 
Why? It's it's a fucking free for all. Yeah. Like that. That's the kind of thing that like any kind of moderation is like. Nope. You cannot show a fucking snuff film. You cannot show uh, a dead body of somebody that literally just died, mm -hmm. especially uh, a, a celebrity. Right. And not you know, only that, like, but you didn't even really have to go looking. You just click the trending tag and there there the photos were. Right. Yeah, it was video. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was fucking video mm -hmm. like and, and not even not even taking into account the, you know, the, the fucked up, like why anybody's filming that to begin with why anybody's posting that it's just like this should not be here and now it's just being allowed to fucking multiply and proliferate and th th there's no there's no stopping it um and this was like at 10 in the morning yeah you know mm -hmm. like this is this is like the first thing i see in the morning is some dude's head blown off like okay so this is so this is where we're at and and today he's like the all the all the leftists have driven the advertisers off of twitter that's what elon's like, saying okay man that's yeah it's like that's that's definitely what's happening. That's that's totally what's happening is that all the advertisers are are, you know, the leftists have infiltrated all the advertisers and they're they're now too woke. It's no, they don't want to be associated. They don't want to put Coca-Cola does not want to put one of their ads next to a dead body. Mm -hmm. They don't want to put it next to the N word. Mm -hmm. They don't they, <laughs> they don't want to be associated with this shit. That's why they're like so. The article I was reading, which uh, talked about the 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 fight that number that five hundred percent increase in slurs, uh, said that um one of the largest advertising agencies that uh their accounts include Coca Cola and like Levi Jeans and um I think you know a couple car companies and like just like the hugest hugest ad accounts in the world, right? They were telling all of their clients, "Hey, pull your Twitter ads. Like the situation is not looking good. Let let's let's." pause on Twitter ads for now. Um, and so he's trying to spin it as like this like sort of populist sort of thing where like some sort of leftist elites and the check marks are, you know, trying to stick it to everyday people. Right. In some way. Just completely detached it's from like, reality. No, like pretty much everything he says. Yeah. It's like you're not the voice of the little guy. It's the, it's the same as the Trump shit. It's like you're not the voice of the little guy. You're a fucking billionaire. Mm -hmm. Like and and this is just he's now he's now realizing. Well, I think he knew this beforehand because he tried to already get out of the deal before he was forced to by the contract he signed to close out the Twitter deal that it was such a fucking bad investment. And now everything like he's he's trying to reckon with that. And that's why he's cutting costs by firing everybody and their mother. And he's trying to do this stupid uh, pay for check marks. Thing. He's he's bargaining with Stephen King publicly. It's so fucking hilarious mm -hmm. oh is $20 too much well would you pay $8 well to be fair though I feel like that he, was calculated because that's just like business 101 where you start with a high price and then the real price that you bring out later looks better by comparison right yeah it's like it's hard to know whether the original um like leak of the $20 for the checkmark thing mm -hmm. was like a real leak or like a controlled leak right you know right um I would imagine it's the latter but then again yeah <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm overestimating. Yeah, who the fuck who the fuck knows? Because the dude just like tweets everything anyway. Exactly. Right. Right. He just tweets it out. But it's so it's like obviously 
$8 is not better. That's not the point. Right. It's not about what price. It's about the, the concept itself. Yeah. Like, yes, of course, Stephen King can afford $20. Yes, of course, Stephen King can afford $8. That is not the issue at hand, mm-hmm. you know? And, and of course, like, whenever any of the celebrities that is, like, fighting him on Twitter is... Uh, you know, against the whole checkmark thing, he's got a he's got a, f- a folder of stolen memes about how the 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 millionaires won't pay the eight dollars a month, Ugh. and it's like it's not it's not a it's not the price it's not the fucking price. This spin that he's put on this idea, like he is allowing everyone now to get verified because he's so generous and cool. Mm-hmm. It's like he doesn't take into account that a lot of people can't afford a monthly subscription fee for a superficial, soon to be meaningless blue check. Mark. Mm-hmm. So he's he's like so detached from from like understanding like people and and the way the world works. I you know I just because he doesn't he yeah. doesn't have to he's never had to worry about money. So what money is like nothing. Right. So he doesn't even consider that. He doesn't factor that in. You know. Yeah. This this is this is now power to the people. Exactly. Now you can now you could be a check mark that everybody already makes fun of. Mm-hmm. Like why like why would a regular person want it in the first place like what what does what does that status symbol provide if it's such an object of derision but like here's yeah. the here's the thing that is actually like the the, the check mark whatever the verification whatever there's going to be tons of impersonation of like um people of renown or even you know infamy whatever there's going to be tons of issues right yeah because this is going to be implemented super poorly um because of course it is. But also, like, this is being folded into their already premium Twitter subscription thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is just a, this is just an added perk trying to make that subscription more beneficial. What he's also saying that they're adding to it is that if you have the Twitter subscription, is that like your tweets have priority in the algorithm and in search and in replies. That is what's actually going to break the platform completely so you're now um censoring people who don't give you money to a degree yes and also yes. like you you Espe- just like as you-, you just mentioned this but the whole impersonation thing like you know say what you will about twitter's verification system and all the problems it has but fundamentally like it it does it does show you who is real and who isn't when it comes to like famous people and and people like like journalists and like people that you want to follow and get reliable information from, right? Yeah. So like, if you just allow anybody to make an account and have the blue check mark, you've sort of I feel like you've broken the platform there too when it comes to like reliable information. Yeah, you totally have, and that that like that's like the obvious point. It's obviously going to break. Yeah. That way, you know, like just just think about like just think of like a stupid example. Like like the easiest one to think of is like sports, right? Mm-hmm. Where uh. Somebody pays for for the subscription and then they change their name to Adam Schefter. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same person when you said sports. Yeah. And then they start tweeting out ridiculous like trades and, you know, sports news, you know, mm-hmm. just like stupid shit like that. But then you know, you obviously think of grander repercussions where somebody is now pretending to be Joe Biden. Right. You know, just like shit like that happening all over the fucking place. Um, But but like this. The, but then like the priority system is like, OK, well, you say that you're like, you know, you're trying to make the platform of free speech. But then now you're actually tilting the the algorithm 
and even conversation in favor of who's paying and who isn't. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. Like the mask is completely off at that point. It is. And it has been for a while because he, <laughs> like, he actively blocks people who talk shit about him. Of course. Of course he does. So, yeah. The whole free speech argument like, was never real. Yeah, but it's like, like, but like that sort of thing will completely break everything. Like, it, it'll just be completely unusable. Yeah, for anybody that isn't paying for it. And like, just think of like the 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 creepy harassment goons that will be paying like musk bucks and will like their tweets will be inescapable just because they have the Disney Fast Pass. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I I said this to you the other day, but it's gonna be. I, Horrific. I wasn't expecting the whole thing to fall apart as quickly as it seems to be going. I was like, maybe I right. could stick around on Twitter and just have the people I follow and just stay in my little bubble of information. But the the changes that are on the horizon here are very quickly making me think I need to delete my account and just like bail completely. It Like I noticed it not immediately, but it was like a couple days where there was no actual changes to the platform itself. But like... He had whipped up all of his followers and everybody that was sort of agreeing with him into a frenzy of where they thought things had suddenly changed, like where he just like flipped a switch. And like anybody that believed that they were shadow banned or that the 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 crazy leftist Twitter CEO, which was apparently a thing that they believed in. Oh, my God. Really? Was now fired. And people thought yeah, that guy yeah, was. Yeah, a, yeah, okay. yeah. This is how. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is how diluted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Like now a switch was flipped and now they're no longer shadow banned and now they can say whatever they want. And uh, now this is like the inmates are running the asylum and now, you know, they can they they have run of the shop. They can say whatever they want. And everything was just so much more aggressive. And it, it like and honestly, I noticed an uptick in like, you know, like egg accounts, like people that didn't have profile pictures. And I, I'm not going to say that they were bots. They could have just been, you know, like just like awful people with anonymous accounts. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Um, but just like just like sort of running amok. You know, um, and that was just like a couple days after. And then he fired the moderation team. Yeah, it's like, OK, OK. All right. You know, it's like it's just been like a snowball effect. And it's been like, what, a week? Right. Yeah. The the if that. Yeah. The disintegration here has really just been been something. Um, it's I think it's worth mentioning, too, how in cases like this, when there is something out of control here and there's no moderation, um, the the people that are affected the most are those in marginal communities right because oh completely because that's where the hate speech is going that's where all the awful stuff is being directed towards like if you maybe had like a safe space or community within twitter before like maybe like a little sub community you know place where you can interact with with um with other people i feel like that is at risk here because that's just always how it goes right if you give if you give people the room to be hateful they'll, they'll they'll run away with it they'll do it yeah, like it's a, it's an unfortunately an old Louis C.K. bit, but it's like I'm I'm a white guy. Like you can't hurt my feelings. You know, it's like, you know, like a 500 percent uptick in slurs is like that doesn't <laughs> that's not you know something that's gonna affect me exactly. Right? Yeah. So like, um, but but this is but this is the goal. Like like these the, like I'm talking about like uh these like aggressive accounts that i'm encountering like this is what they want they're like yeah there are no safe spaces like this is this is this is our turf now mm-hmm. you know like this is what they're this is the kind of shit that they're saying this is what they want it's like okay 
it's like me as a person, right? I don't need a safe space. You know, I don't need, uh, you know, any kind of um, like, I, I don't want to say anything that's sort of, um, uh, what, what would it, what would it be? Like, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say anything that's like, uh, condescending. Um, but like, I don't, I don't need like, sort of like, uh, uh, like a protective bubble around mm -hmm. me. Right. You well, know, because like, the, I, I don't fit the, into any kind the, of like, that's the, the privilege, right? That's, that's what society is, is yeah, exactly. caters like, to. Exactly. Right. Like that's, that's why you don't need it is yeah, because yeah, of the yeah. way society works, yeah. unfortunately. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my point. Mm -hmm. So like, but it's like, I don't want to be around that no, kind of shit. No, you don't want to be subjected to it either. You yeah. know, like, why would I? Yeah. Like, why would I want to be around a ton of slurs? I know. Even if they're not directed at mm -hmm. me. Like, why? Is it because, why? is it that's because maybe time. you have empathy? <laughs> and even if something isn't maybe. directed at you, maybe it still affects you because you uh, consider uh, the feelings of other people, which is, I feel like becoming increasingly maybe. rare maybe. on these, uh, on these platforms and in, in society in general. So that, that, it could be a very big part of mm -hmm. it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good. It really is. Yeah. I think I don't need it. Um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to delete my um, account this weekend. Honestly, there's plenty of places to get information yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Well, like, so this is, this is the big problem, right? Is that there is no direct alternative. No. And we've talked about this previously, whenever this was like, he was, he put out the original offer to buy. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the problems with other platforms and, um, how, how the internet is sort of like broken in a bunch of ways, you know, like even like even when you're actually like searching for information and like you need to know how to do something specific and you need like a, a like a quick little guide, like like say like say like something isn't working on your computer and you kind of know what you need to do, but you don't know the specifics. Mm -hmm. And so like you search for your problem and then you get articles that are SEO driven like to to target the question that you've asked. But these are from either like apps or services that are trying to sell you a specific product that they claim will be, you know, solving your problem, some piece of software or whatever, like how to solve that Windows error or whatever the fuck it is, rather than telling you the steps that you can take to troubleshoot that thing. Yeah, like, like SEO is I run into this has sort of turns like Google and, and search engines from a resource to find information to like almost like an advertising platform. Oh, yeah, completely. Like even even the other ones like DuckDuckGo, it like still runs into the same problem where the SEO in sites is like so baked in mm -hmm. that this is still what you run into. And so what I find I have to do whenever I like want answers to like steps on how to do something or like if I'm running into a problem and I want to know if other people are running into it, too, I have to type in my same thing and then do whatever my problem is, space Reddit, and then <laughs> <laughs> look that way to see if. Other people are talking about the same problem, even though I don't use Reddit. Yeah. But then I have to go find like actual people talking about the problem rather than SEO driven listicles and shit like that to find the problem. Yep. And like like I said, I don't use Reddit. I don't I have an account. I don't log into it. I don't follow any subreddits like but then I will find people that are actually discussing the problem. And Reddit's got its own things like it's completely unusable on mobile. They try to force you to log into their stupid app on mobile. Like it's so fucking broken. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned this to you yes well uh, last night. Like um I logged into Twitter again and I've been logging into Twitter Tumblr, like in the Tumblr. past couple weeks. Did I say he says Twitter? It's Twitter. <laughs> Jesus, see that, that that's how bad it is. Uh, I yeah, I've been logging into Tumblr, thank you. Uh for the past couple couple weeks. 
Um, and it's been okay. Like nobody I used to follow really uses it. There's only a couple people. So I got to like kind of find new people to follow, you know, new blogs, but, um, it's been okay. It's like people posting memes and also high quality images and art. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the same as it ever was really. Um, but I did find a very interesting post about a um let me pull this up i have to go to my bookmarks which i rare i rarely use bookmarks but i had to bookmark this so i wouldn't use it about um uh, a search engine that specifically looks for sh like quote unquote like shitty websites and that that's me using that term um it specifically looks for uh sites that are using outdated um sort of web design deadendroad.co uh okay that's just rude <laughs> <laughs> that's rude um rather than like listicles and you know seo driven kind of shit and a lot of times what you'll find instead is very old like 90s looking websites um and so it's not necessarily for like finding up to date information on what you need, but it's sort of more for like kind of discovering shit mm -hmm. like the way you used to be able to. Yeah, it sounds like the old Internet. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. And I did a couple searches and I and I already found some very fun looking sites <laughs> to use. So because you can just type like you type in synchronicity and you find oh some God. very fun looking 90s websites. Let me tell 90s you 90s looking websites that you. were launched in 2018. <laughs> no, not really. No? Like it finds the old shit. Yeah, this does. No, this does um, sound very cool. Yeah. And it's called uh, search dot marginalia dot nu. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to be checking it out uh, quite often. Um, and you could even like, uh, so apparently like finding recipes has also been, uh, quite difficult with like SEO driven shit. So they have like a specific search engine for recipes and crafts. If you're specifically looking for those, um, and also academia and like forums, cause those have also been like, sort of like fucked by SEO. Like now you can only find like the, the fandom wikia sites, right? You know? Yeah. And, uh, obviously, obvi obviously like reddits and shit like that. Um, so it's sort of you can kind of tune in like what you're looking for. Um, like they specifically have a tab for occult stuff, which I am uh, <laughs> very appreciative of. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and like, yeah, I just found that like just scrolling on Tumblr for like 15 minutes. There's going to be some that, some like, rabbit you know, holes to, used in to your find future shit on the Internet. Yeah, like you used to find shit on the Internet, mm -hmm. you know, like what happened? What happened? So I don't digital know. Digital marketing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I fucking left that shit. Like I, I realized like because I almost double majored in like advertising. Yeah. And like working through that minor, I was I quickly realized I was like, like, I have the ability to do this. But like this is already hurting my soul in college. <laughs> you haven't even I, gotten the like, job I yet. I can't. I yeah, I can't like fucking do this. I, absolutely. Yeah, like, I agree. Like you're already like you're already prepping for like PR scandal, <laughs> like for for companies that you're not working for. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. This sucks so bad. This sucks. Yep. SWAT matrices. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Ugh. Anyway, uh, all good. Um, next up, 
we got a little segment uh, where we take a look at some music. And we call this the... Hold on, wait, shit. I was going to do a thing. Call this the best beats in the world. Oh, I feel like I'm on the, the dance did, floor. Yeah, that was supposed to like auto-tune me. It didn't really do it the whole way. Oh, well, I tried. Um, Yeah, this is spinning off of the, the worst worst beats in the world. So this is the good stuff. This is, yeah, yeah. This is what you want to be listening to. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, so last week, uh, uh, I was supposed to listen to a Taylor Swift song, um, and I just, just slipped the, slipped the old noggin, uh, so I didn't get to do it, um, then this week, uh, I, I did, I did that about an hour ago, Mm -hmm. um, so can I quickly, can I quickly (laughs) say, um, so this, the song in question here is (laughs) Antihero, one of the singles off of her latest Uh album. Now, I was when we were going to talk about it last week, I was like, well, it's kind of weird because, you know, we can't play even just a clip of the song because copyright. Yeah. Then then I was like, well, what about Roger Clay? All right. So am I supposed to know? who? Well, you will in a second. So I thought we could play as like a substitute. We could play this clip of Taylor Swift's Antihero. Okay. Dreaming from dreaming one day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming. For the last time, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Wake up, scream. Okay, dream. great. <laughs> uh huh. So, all right. So you wanted me to listen to this song. Sure. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why. I don't know. It's a good, it's a good song. Um, I thought it was worth talking about and I wasn't going to make you listen it? to the full album because I knew that was a, a tough ask. Yeah. So, and it's, it's the first Taylor Swift song that's really sort of digs into some like self-loathing, some, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a standout track in that regard. I thought you uh-huh. might appreciate it because, you know, a lot of the music we listen to just, self-loathing is 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 key you know it's it's the there's so much so i figured you might like this track i don't know um it just sounded like a taylor swift song uh-huh well it was and is yeah i don't know the whole it was just very woe is me yeah but that's like so much of good music is woe is me right yeah but this felt like cosplay cosplay really yeah what, well i also wanted to get your take on the sexy baby line because that was uh there was some discourse around that when it came out okay i i did want to touch on this which um i predicted all right i have i um mm, hmm, 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 hmm. i don't know how without being able to pull up the timestamp on an old episode of uh it doesn't add up i don't know how else you would believe me okay but um on an old it doesn't add up i don't remember which one even i don't remember why we brought up taylor swift yeah, I wasn't there, so it seems unlikely. But, no, <laughs> but we did, and I said that she looks like an infant. Okay, well, that's a weird thing to say, but sure. But I said it. I said she looks like an infant. So for her to call herself a sexy baby... She wasn't baby, calling herself a sexy baby. She was calling everybody else a sexy baby. She's the monster on the hill. Were you not listening to the lyrics? Okay, well, she thinks everybody else is a sexy mm-hmm. baby, which is, I think, projection. Okay. <laughs> Because no, whenever I said that, whenever I said that Taylor Swift looks like a baby, my sister said, she said, well, we don't have to get into something along the lines of like, we don't have to get into that. And like what, like, like with the pop industry and how they value, like, you know, like youth and like sexualization of youth and like shit like that. Wasn't she like in her mid twenties when you were doing that show? Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like she's like 32 now. So how long ago was that? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I said she looks like an infant. Oh, okay. I feel like this isn't a great look for you. So I don't know why you're bringing this up. I didn't. Well, okay. First of all. All right. This is no matter what I say here, I'm going to get in trouble because <laughs> like 
if I say that I don't find Taylor, if I say I don't find Taylor Swift attractive, which is one true, like I'm gonna get shit for that. Because like, of course, who the fuck am I? But like, I you know. Wait, why would you get shit for that? Well, that's like, very like, different. Okay, so not finding her attractive is very different from calling it's, her. It's a rude thing to say. Like, no, why it's would I not. say that? That's personal preference. Okay, that's not fine. a rude thing to say. Whatever. But I think in the face, she looks like an infant. Still to this day, like I don't. <laughs> she's just she's just a she's a, she's just a lanky infant. Okay, well that that is rude. Um, and also okay, weird like just kind of like untrue just i don't see it at all but okay fine this is not already going in a direction i was not all right, anticipating all right. so you're you're the taylor swift you're the you're the taylor swift expert so 20 like you know you know the the the, the eras the the swift eras pretty right? much that's her whole yeah. thing you know she's got she's got a she's she's got a legacy well, to be fair right? the it's eras is like deal. a pop thing in general like it's not just specific to her the 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 swift the swift eras the 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 iconography again not uh, specific just to her you know, but sure the 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 you're gonna the, keep going here all right never mind uh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like what was what was the era in uh 2015 Taylor Swift? Uh I think 1989. Okay. That was like yeah. So there that she she looked even more like an infant. Okay. D- do with this information what you will. Nothing. Um I don't think I'll do anything with it. It okay. just doesn't make sense. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. In the same in the same way that the little boy Spider-Man looks like a pumpkin. Taylor Swift looks like an infant. I don't know who the little boy Spider-Man is. The little boy Spider-Man, the current Spider-Man, the small child. Oh, Tom Holland. Yeah. Looks like a, like a pumpkin, you said? Yeah, in the face. He has a pumpkin face. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not getting that either. He looks like a he looks like a gourd, you know? Well, is a gourd like a squash. Is a pumpkin a type of gourd? Does that fall under the category? Yeah. 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 I was never sure about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is a gourd a vegetable? It's got the stem. Um or is it like its own category? That's a good question. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get a bunch of listicles about all right, Wikipedia. Uh, I think it's a fruit, I guess. Oh, deceiving, like like the tomato. Because it's just, yeah, yeah, I think it's because of the seeds. Oh, I see. Well, it's it's all made it's up. Gourds include fruits of some flowering plants. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Take it up with God. Um, But yeah, anyway. I did have some, some points. I, I had some points I wanted to talk about with this song, but that was like a week ago. Uh-huh. And I've sort of forgotten them at this point. Um, okay. I don't know. The sexy baby line is very good, I think. Is it? Yeah, I think the imagery in the whole, that whole thing is 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 great. It, the whole like slowly lurching to your favorite city thing, the line. It, it just captures this idea of like. What the, rough beast slouches towards Bethlehem? Okay. <laughs> Who's that? That's, oh my God. <laughs> the second coming it's yates for god's sake are you saying for god's sake like i don't because i don't know that or that you had to google it no that you don't know it oh well i'm not up on my my poetry um but no i was saying I, that line really captures that whole like sequence really captures the whole um feeling of like someone being so inconceivably popular to the point where she's almost like can't be like a functioning person in society like can't really like go anywhere and like hang out with people in like a normal way and like relationships are always like there's always that like context right i get it i get it the song is uh private jet apologia i get it actually there is a line on one of her other songs that people were making fun of a little bit where it's like she's like my flight was terrible thanks for asking yeah 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 sure um i'm over the private jet thing i really don't there wasn't enough white wine on the on the on the on the flight yeah but um 
God. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with this whole this whole thing. Mm. You've sort of like <laughs> thrown me off even more than, okay. even more than usual with the whole infant thing. I, was, I she looks like an infant in the face. I don't know. I feel like that says Not more about <laughs> more about you than anything else. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. It's an observation, right? But the, you're yeah, the way that you see the world. <laughs> I don't know. If I, it would be weird if I was like, you know, all right, if I was like a huge Taylor Swift fan mm-hmm. and I said that like that she looked like an infant, then there might be some concern. Okay, fair. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I feel like I'm, I've changed my mind on Jack Antonoff as a producer. Mm. He, he produces like everybody in like the pop realm now, or at least like the sort of like indie adjacent, and I'm not calling Taylor Swift indie adjacent, but like he does a lot of artists that are like pop, but also like sort of in the indie space. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so he produced this, this latest Taylor Swift album. Um, you know, he's done stuff for Claro, for Lord, for Lana Del Rey, for all sorts of people. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, I think I'm a fan because I remember on this podcast I'd said when like the Claro album came out that I wasn't as into it as her previous one, but mm-hmm. in the like year plus that it's been out, I, it's 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 one of those albums that grows on you. Yeah. Um, so now I think I actually even like it this, this more is, than than her first one. This is interesting because now there's like backlash against him and his production. Yeah. Well, there there has been Just for be, a while because he's doing everything. Yeah. It, it's yeah, but now it's like reached the a fever has pitch. it yeah well, yeah. that's funny because i'm actually going in the di- the other direction now where i'm starting to yeah, i'm exactly. starting to appreciate it um because like there yeah. is the argument where he will sort of work with an artist and i guess some of his influence might take over more than you would want and sort of take away from what makes that artist unique but i honestly don't mm-hmm. know if that's even true um because like he produced melodrama the the 2017 lord album which is one of the most most distinct sounding and honestly best pop albums from like the past decade. And I actually didn't know that he produced this new Taylor Swift album until I read about it after I heard it. Um, So I feel like that argument is almost taking away from the artists themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe putting a little bit too much of the uh, credit to act to Antonoff. Like, I don't I don't Mm -hmm. think he's taking away from the artists. And if I said that in the past, I take it back now. (laughs) It's there's something to be said, too. Like, he must be doing something right because every Everybody wants to work with you know i mean you've heard so many yeah. horror stories especially with bigger artists and produce like you've heard so many horror stories with bad producers in in the industry mm-hmm. over the years so for someone to be so highly regarded and, and is working with all these like big names you know there's something to be said for that right mm-hmm. yeah. he produced the um the 1975's new one as well which i've i've been enjoying um and that was like he came in after uh another producer like failed with to to like collaborate with them like mm. they were like really struggling from what i've heard in the studio and they couldn't really agree on a direction so mm-hmm. i don't know but um yeah no i thought i think anti-hero is really really good um it's it's one of those like it's one of those songs where if you look at taylor's like discography if you look at her body of work it's the era the eras you could say it's like uh i don't know it sounds like a taylor swift song but it also sounds like a like a response in some ways to to some of her earlier work or to some some of like the, the the way that she's viewed and and like the discourse and everything right then maybe i'm just missing 
that, you know, because without it, it just sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Well, it's funny, right? Because this song is, is it's introspective and it's not about any relationships with, well, it is and it isn't, but it's not like about like, cause you know, she's written so many songs about her relationships. Right. And mm-hmm. so people used to make that joke of like, um, you know, you have all these, like you, you sing about these failed relationships well, and well, maybe, maybe you're the problem. Right. <laughs> and here mm-hmm. she has the chorus of the song. Where she's like, I'm the problem. She literally says it. And even though the song is, it's, it's more, I'm the problem is in like, um, it's, it's not about any specific like relationship. It's more of like an introspective thing, but it's, it just feels like a, it feels self-aware, right? Like a lot of her music is self-aware. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think it's time for a little palate cleanser. Yeah. I was concerned, <laughs> concerned about this when I saw, we'll see how this goes. I don't know what to expect here. Uh, this came up on my YouTube recommended. It's from a VTuber uh, named Lord Aethelstan. Uh, the song is called Boof Pack Original. <laughs> I think you should just take a listen. Uh, hopefully this is not too loud. Okay. Hello. Nah, sorry, I can't hang out tonight. I'm chilling with the boys. Nah, there's not going to be any other girls. Just me and the boys. I'm off a booth pack, smoking beaners tonight. I'm off a big sack, smoking big dick tonight. I'm off a booth pack, pounding beef on his back. She want a big nut, big slut, well, I'm out of that. I'm off a booth pack, smoking beaners tonight. I'm off a big sack, smoking big dick tonight. I'm off a booth pack, pounding beef on his back. She want a big nut, big slut, well, I'm out of that. Like a pond, like a pussy, like an like a beach, wrap his tongue while my nuts dirty, dancing in my cheeks. Make him hard, crystal shard while he's looking at my meat. Grab his dong with some tongs, cause my baby gotta eat. I'm off a boot pack, smoking penis tonight. I got a big sack, making boys come all night. I bought a big rack, pounding beef on his back. She want a big nut, big slut with a hot I'm off a boot pack, boot pack, boot pack, big penis,
I didn't want to play the whole thing, but I wanted to get there to were stuff. so many. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going. Quagon <laughs> Jin. Yeah, this reminds me of the um, couple months ago you played that like Travis Scott and Drake parody with similar uh-huh. themes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this feels like a running a running bit now almost. Yeah, I think I think I think they took some reference here from uh, 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 Ram Ranch. Uh-huh. You Ram Ranch. Well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a trifecta. <laughs> It's so funny because it's like it's like all uh, the the crappy Star Wars prequel references too, with the pod racing and uh-huh, the Qui Gon uh-huh. and the Jar Jar Pinks. <laughs> it's like all Episode One, <laughs> which is like objectively the worst, <laughs> the worst one, which is very funny. Oh man, hell of a palate cleanser. That's that's great. Uh. Do I dare? Uh, okay, you know I'm not gonna ask. We got yeah, we got one more. Oh, there's more. Um, oh, we got okay. one more, and um, I don't. You're you're not gonna like this. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I found this last night on Tumblr. I found a I found a very interesting account. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it, and then I'm gonna explain it. I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do. I don't know how far I'm gonna get. minutes um <laughs> do you have any fucking idea what this uh, is it's it's a political speech of some sort i don't recognize it though maybe a resignation <laughs> i i don't so, know so it is olympus gets rolling in midi right okay <laughs> with with um our bud dwyer's uh uh I, resignation slash suicide oh, no. speech over top of it it ends right before he shoots himself on <laughs> <No>. live TV. <laughs> and this is why. And this is why I'm leaving the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is it right here. Uh, for those listening, I put in the show notes for this, I put a history lesson. <laughs> well, how do you get the kids interested in history, right? You have to find interesting ways. That's uh-huh. the best teachers can do that. Um, so I feel like there's some real use uh-huh. for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's also the most Tumblr thing um, I've ever heard. Yeah. So life. yeah. So I found an account on Tumblr that is um, an R. Bud Dwyer meme <laughs> account. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a meme account that does this sort of like like you know political mashups, but it's more specific than that. It's quite specific. It's quite specific. Um. Yeah. Uh. And so it, it, you might remember Bud Dwyer, um, as the cover of CKY's Volume mm, One. Yes. I guess I never put two and two together, but uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the inspiration for um filters. Uh, hey man, nice shot. You know that mm-hmm. one. That's Maybe why I say I... hey man, nice shot. Okay. Sure. You know what? I'm gonna risk it. There's also Air Bud, right? The movie. Quite different. Okay. Quite different. Okay. I give up. I wonder if Roger um, Clay has yeah, done anyway, a cover of that song. <laughs> well, you'd have to find it. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. He shot himself on live TV because uh, he was embroiled in um, an embezzling scandal in the Pennsylvania state government. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> It's very, or probably on Twitter if you want. Very out there, you know. They're really into that sort of thing now. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh huh. At least on YouTube, you have to like click through all kinds of warnings to be like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, this is like deeply you know, insensitive. It's like a historical thing. It was like a yeah, yeah. Well, it was it like it was like a historical sort of thing. I had to watch it in a media. Um, what fucking class was that? Oh, I guess it was like a media ethics class. Oh, yeah. I, I, I start, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I took media ethics in the spring of 2016, which I, I imagine I imagine yeah. that course looks looked a lot different um, in the following semesters. Yeah, it was like a pre-apocalyptic yeah, uh, moment. Yeah, I took media law like the fall of 2016, mm-hmm. like as the election was. Oh, coming my up. goodness. That dude, Roger Clay, has three million followers on TikTok for doing nothing but what we heard a little while ago. Just different, you know, different uh-huh. covers of songs. And he became like a meme, too, of course. So I'm sure that. Well, yeah. added well to look it. at um, Chocolate Rain Guy. Tay Day. Yeah, but at least there was something a little unique. Yeah, but you know Chocolate what he's Rain. up to now? No, um, I don't. He's a streamer. Hold on. I say this to my brother like once a week. Uh, I'm gonna fart. Don't tell anybody. Oh god, that's terrible. I hope the microphone didn't pick that up. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> well, thanks Holy for that. Update. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me synchronicity isn't real. Hold on, I gotta share my screen. You're gonna tell me that synchronicity isn't real. Look who's fucking here. Hold on, I can't. It's a little too small. I gotta go full. That's the guy that did the the, that's the Lord. That's the guy Lord. did the booth pack. Yeah, well, how would I have known that? Because I, I said his name before I did the song. Oh, you did? Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but like, I'm gonna fart. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. I hope the microphone didn't pick that up. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some serious chocolate rain. Yeah. Says uh, yeah. one of the comments. Farts. Timestamp. <laughs> oh god, that's terrible. It's a nice second video. Why would you need a timestamp? I'm so- okay. All right. <laughs> the timestamp of three three okay. seconds into a nine second video. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really good comedy. Uh, uh, all right, that's it for the best beats of the world. <laughs> well, you really 
poured some chocolate rain all over this segment today. <laughs> it's the last time we'll ever do it. Yeah, so if you recall, um, about a month or so ago, we talked about this guy who his entire thing on TikTok was how he's like has a relationship with a, a doll, like a life-size yes, doll. So um, I haven't gotten... That was during one of our yeah, oh, was that's right. Yeah, it was shows. the video component. Um, so there's a bit of an update. Some yeah. some stuff happening with that guy. Um, something I did not foresee. Uh, and I don't get uh-huh. his videos on my for you page anymore. Um, and I I never followed him. Um, but I did. I do get like like secondhand videos of people talking about his stuff. So I wanted to just show you this TikTok. This is from Yanka the Yankee, who's doing some important reporting here on the doll the doll drama. Okay. I don't know what set of TikTok you're on, but it's not better than mine. I'm on the set of TikTok where an old man got a mannequin pregnant. I want to tell you the truth. My real live breathing girlfriend that is in the house, like always, she has no problem with me and Emily dating. Um, but she came out to the garage earlier today and she looked at Emily and seen the, belt, the baby bump that Emily has because Emily's gained a lot of weight over the past couple weeks. That's Emily. And my real life breathing girlfriend looked at me and said, is she pregnant? Before this app, I used to be an academic. I used to study political science, propaganda. I used to have dreams there and I don't. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, so there's a lot going on here, right? So we've learned that. Yeah. We've learned a couple of things. We've learned that this relationship is, seems to be polyamorous, which was news to me because there's a, uh-huh. a quote, a quote, real life breathing which girlfriend is, involved here. Which that's, is a that's very his words, concerning phrase. <laughs> it really is. That's why I need to specify his words, not mine. Um, and then on top of and that, what, Emily has the baby mom, which might even be more improbable. Having sex with the doll. Yeah, he I remember there being a video where he flat out claimed that he was not having sexual relations with the doll. So I don't know if this is like a like an immaculate conception type situation um, that he's now found himself uh-huh. in the middle of. Um, but yeah, the the real the focus here should be on the phrase real life breathing. But he was also acting as if the doll was alive. Yeah, I was going to say, so that's insulting in two ways. It's insulting to the the girlfriends and it's also insulting to the doll because you're implying the doll Mm -hmm. is not not real. So he's kind of like insulting both of his partners. It's not a good look. Also, I really liked, I, I used to study political science and have dreams. Uh-huh. Didn't we all? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to provide that update. I don't know if there's anything we could really say about this, uh, but, uh, you know, there's some 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 messiness. Um, I imagine, like, what really happened here was his, his engagement was starting to wane a little bit, so he had to come up with some scenario to get, to get people I, engaged I again know. with his content. I don't know. Um, um, so, like, is his end game to, like, have a... Uh, a a mannequin child. It. Mm. Are we sure this isn't a rehearsal? <laughs> oh man, the, yeah. You know that's a good that's a good question. We could see uh-huh. this episode on HBO he's and just a year raising from now. Mm-hmm. progressively. Aging I wouldn't be mannequin. surprised to see a mannequin baby know. pop up on a future video, though. Yeah, that seems like where yeah. this is. Going. Also, I'm, I'm curious if the real life breathing girlfriend has made an appearance on the on the app on the uh Some, on the page something tells me I not forget. what was his fucking um, account if, name if you, you go back remember? on the video it's probably Let's like see. 
Um, it probably says it. John John Stinson sounds right. Sean Stinson. No, no, that's Seanston. Uh, was was that the uh, was that it for Mad Watch? Um, I did have uh, this. So I've been on you know anti capitalist TikTok mm-hmm. for a while now, and I've seen some shit. Um, like recently, I wish I had saved this one because it kind of speaks to what you were talking about at the top of the show about this woman giving um proper notice for oh. her, for leaving her job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she gave like she went through all the correct um steps and she gave notice and then the end result after a long story was that her like bosses scheduled this meeting and basically like um shamed her in front of the entire company for leaving the company it was a whole thing it was Mm. terrible but um instead i decided to share this one which is also very bad so (laughs) this comes from uh petite leah instead of giving us money to maybe pay our bills, they want to give us candy. Hold up, I needed to add something. I'm an EMT and I talk about it a lot. I know you guys are sick of it, but anyway, I'm an EMT and a lot of people think that that means that I get paid a livable wage. Wrong, I don't. But I just wanted to add, one time I was coming back and it was a long shift, you know, I just wanted to go home. I was really sick of shift. Uh, It was a 12 hour shift. And I was about to leave, and then my coworkers stopped me, and they're like, hold up, they're giving out free things. And I was like, okay, what is it this time? Because obviously, it's never going to be a bonus. It's never going to be paid time off. Hell, I didn't even get benefits because I was part-time because they couldn't allow for my master's. But anyway, that's aside the point. So I go in, and I'm like, what are they going to give us this time? That's not a livable wage. Again, I'm an EMT, work on an ambulance, wash preventable deaths. That's the context. What did they give me instead of a livable wage? This. A rubber duck. A rubber duck. Yeah, I hate capitalism. Yeah. They gave her her a rubber duck. Yeah. Uh So, does that count as, like, benefits? I mean, if you're, like, Bert and Ernie, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. No, but, like, every time I go on this app, I see something, I see some sort of awful Uh shit from, like, a company or or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was really no point to that other than just to share it. Uh... But I had this one, which I thought was pretty funny. This was like uh, when your uh, hinge date is mm, a film mm-hmm. school. Went to film school, right? So. This looks pretty nice in the apartment. No, I haven't I haven't seen Game of Thrones. And I'm not just saying that to go against the grain of society, but it is pretty unique and I haven't seen it. Right now, I'm just doing key grip work on my friend's short. So. Yeah, yeah, I was reading books for a while, but now I'm kind of back into movies because I feel like movies are the new books. You know, bed frames are not worth the investment, for sure. I just prefer... Yeah, if you want to roll through later, me and the boys are going to get some IPAs. Have you heard of Rolling Thunder Blackbird IPA? You've heard of A24, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get in with them. Anything with, like, heavy themes of feminism or rights. Number one, Goodfellas. Number two, Godfather. You subscribe to Criterion, right? Number three, Godfather Part 2. My page is just a bunch of stills. You like film stills? What's your favorite film still? Anything with feminism or mm. rights. Rights. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Just bre- kind of skip over the Criterion channel because I think uh, I've said that exact uh, thing on this yeah. podcast. But oh boy, do you have a favorite film still? That's quite a good segue, though. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. I think I do, though. I think I do, actually, because I use it uh, as a wallpaper. It's from The Return. Oh. <laughs> but- yeah, but that's a TV show. <laughs> Not according to Lynch. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a 28-hour-long mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> yeah, because it's screened in a theater, like, straight through once. Probably. Do. Probably just for, like, awards consideration or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's time for Beautiful Cinema. 
That's beautiful cinema. Speaking of Lynch. Um, yeah. So we watched Barbarian yeah. this week. Um, I actually Got watched, it. Going yeah, in, I actually in watched November. it on Halloween. Um, Me too. Oh, nice. Uh, I didn't mean to because I wanted to watch Scream, uh, but the download for Barbarian was faster and I would have had to wait around for Scream. So there you I go. Watch Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So this one, it's it's directed by uh, Zach Krager, who I was not familiar with uh, before this. Um, stars Georgina Campbell, uh, Justin Long, like you mentioned last week. I was like, when mm-hmm. where when is he showing up? Because he doesn't show up until like the halfway point. Um, right. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, which how many Skarsgårds are? I don't know. I, I, I confuse them. And right. All and in uh, and Richard uh, Brake as well. So. Uh, and like I said earlier, if you haven't seen this movie and you're at all interested, I would probably just like check out now because um, it's one of those films with a lot of twists and turns and doesn't really go where you would expect it to. And I feel like the best way to watch it is is just going in with without any idea. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the basic premise is that this woman books an Airbnb in Detroit. Um, and when she gets there, it's like the middle of the night, it's raining and she can't get in cause the key's missing. Um, but she, then she sees one of the lights turn on in the house and it turns out that somebody's already occupying the house. And so she reluctantly, um, comes inside and, and the two people, they agree, they both like booked this Airbnb from, yeah, it was double booked. It was double booked. So they agree to share it for the night. Um, and there's a lot of like. Um, you know, a scenario of two strangers, not just kind of wary, the g- general wariness of strangers, yeah, right? Yeah, That's I think sort of adding to the tension that, in the like, first, like, one's a woman and one's a movie. man. Yes. There's, there's a clear dynamic being presented, right? You know, definitely, a, a woman definitely going a dynamic. into an unfamiliar environment with a, a strange man that she's never met before and mm-hmm. uh, cohabitating for a night. It, it, you know, there's the inherent danger of that. Situation. Right, right. And it's addressed like directly because because mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård's character, he's like kind of awkwardly trying to be like, um, mm-hmm. like considerate. And he even brings up like, yeah, if I was in your shoes, I would I wouldn't, uh, you know, I would be questioning this yeah. situation too. Right. Um, but yeah, so eventually what happens is um the character Tess played Georgina Camp played by Georgina Campbell she goes downstairs into the basement and she finds this like secret passageway mm-hmm. and that's when things start to get really strange um and the movie takes a turn so so what do you what do you yes. think what do you think I of thought it was one? okay like it seemed clear what what they were doing and going on like this is a movie that is um oh, yeah. addressing like gentrification and um but I feel like it sort of loses sight of that, like in its yes. pursuit of being a horror film. When I felt like it didn't yeah, I agree. need to didn't need to stray away from that. Like it felt like it misplaced some of some of its mm-hmm. um, like critique. Like it just sort of it sort of lost it along the way mm-hmm. in order for it to just kind of yeah. Be so like with the gentrification, movie. so the the there's some really nasty shit going down going down in the uh, the basement area of this house, and we learn with a flashback to the like Reagan era um, that this stuff has been going on since that time when this mm-hmm. part of the, Detroit was like very like white yeah, suburban, like, you know, Pleasantville, um, you, know, like, you know, Pleasant very like, much so, yeah, yeah, like very creepy. 
um yeah like yeah it was like just like the creepy white suburban kinda, thing you know, that you see like, a lot um i think i've kept i've made this reference before like like uh um like the the the, the edward scissorhands town like where everything's like pristine and like big and um very like almost like Wee's big adventure like that's sort of like 80s sort of like styling to it where like i don't know it was almost filmed with like a fisheye lens it was it was very off-putting um yeah um and no i'm just saying and like uh there there's a moment where like this like pristine pristine lawns and like these perfectly you know clean white houses you know and uh everybody drives super slow down the street and everybody's waving to each other yeah and then um a neighbor is just like, yeah, you know, the neighborhood's going to hell. We got to get out. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. like, what are the, you know? Um, and so that like is like just starts the process of like, you know, uh, a, a changing, a changing neighborhood and gentrification and like, um, the, like this neighborhood that gets um, abandoned. And um, it looks, it looks like a, a bomb drop. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it does. And I, I thought that was what was... Like w- when we see it in the present day. In the present day, yeah. I thought that's what was so clever about this was that in the beginning when you see like this rundown area and everybody's talking about how like it's it's like a bad part of town and it's dangerous. Like even, even um, Tess, the main character, when she mentions where she's staying to like her potential employer because she's there for a job interview, the woman looks at her like, are you, are you kidding me? Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be there. And so it's presented as like this dangerous space but in reality the real danger and the horror of the neighborhood has been the origins come from that the white suburban gentrified Mm -hmm. reagan era time and that is really the cause of it right um which i thought that was that was it was cool how they went about like portraying that like even the guy in the neighborhood who is like helping the main characters the first time you see him he's framed as like a potential danger to Tess right because he's running after mm-hmm. her trying to get mm-hmm. her not to go inside the house but from her perspective yeah, it's like yeah, who he's is this, per- yeah, this crazy dude running like the down crazy the street after me um, after right but right. in reality he is he is aware of what is going down in that house and he's trying to get her away yeah. from that um, yeah. so I just I like the framing of it I like the sort of misdirection there because it really does speak to um what the way that people view like the, the way people lose sight of of how certain mm-hmm. like societal issues have come about right and where the blame yeah. gets put and all that so but yeah I, i'm like in agreement with you where i do think like towards the end it does sort of lose sight of that and it becomes this i guess just like horror movie where you have this like you know just the danger and the characters are running away from it and turns into this like action type thing and um like there are still good moments in that because because mm-hmm. you have justin long's character who gets introduced like halfway through and he's this like hollywood guy and he's got um yeah. allegations against him he's i mean you know for lack of a mm-hmm. better word he's he's a rapist yes and it's yeah. like he's yeah, unambiguously it's like abundantly a clear um, yeah 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 and so it's funny because it, the movie plays with him potentially getting a redemption arc towards mm-hmm. the end. And I'm like, there's no way there's, there's no way I know right. they're smarter than this. And of course they were, because that was just a bit, because mm-hmm. as soon as he's like, am I, maybe I can like do a good thing for once. And then immediately when he's presented with danger, he like sacrifices the person mm-hmm. he's with yeah, he has this whole, <laughs> and like, runs away. So I, I appreciate that. Just that like was, the sleaziest Hollywood guy you could think of. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then he has this whole thing like, he's like no i i I think i'm i'm a good guy i could be a good guy right and then he just like 
murders somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like like twice. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry, I had no other choice. Right. So, I mean, that was cool. And then, of course, the final scene of the film, I thought, was pretty, actually quite mm-hmm. unexpectedly moving. Um, With the, uh, I mean, she's viewed as a monster originally, but you kind of understand, like, where this this woman who's been trapped underneath the, in the basement, like, what her whole situation is and, and what her motivations are. And once you learn that, and when she does eventually, um, like, die at the end, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite, it's actually a moving scene. I wasn't expecting, you know, yeah, she's the, it's, she's it's, the product of, she's the product of, of like yeah, multiple yeah. generations. Um, of, well, and also of like incense. never, yeah. Like never learning how to properly speak or right. you know, yep. see mm-hmm. the, see the outside world or interact with another fucking human. The being. only thing she has is that um, videotape of, of yeah, learning how yeah. to care. L- learning after how to, how to children, nurse a baby. Like basically. Baby. Um, yeah. And like, you just like see the difference, like, like it, it, it's such a character moment, like just seeing the reaction to the video where Justin Long comes down like into this uh, dungeon area and sees it and just like seeing the video, he's like, ew. But like he saw the sex dungeon with the bed and the the videotape like pointed at the bed, you know, this like dank dungeon area and like doesn't have any reaction to it, you know, right. He sees a video. He sees a video of a woman nursing a baby and it's just like, oh, ew, gross, you know. And then Um, plus there's when 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 Tess goes down and and discovers the secret area, she's like incredibly disturbed by it but also is wants to like save yeah. this person that she's sharing the space with so she continues on mm-hmm. when when justin long's character sees it he gets out a tape measure because he thinks he can he can list this airbnb at a higher price because of the, the yeah. square footage mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the extra square footage yeah. so yeah that yeah, contrast it's, like, it's, it's was, clear was what they're, funny. they're doing and going for yeah you know, yeah between, it is between the gentrification and like the fact that there was an airbnb in an area that like literally this is the only house that's still standing in this neighborhood you know mm-hmm. everything else is crumbled and like i thought that like this was going to be like an area that was like firebombed by the kkk or something like it looked it looks like that like destroyed mm-hmm. you know um, yeah like i truly thought like that was where the plot was going you know um and, like, oh wow so, yeah like, it's, th- this is a neighborhood that is that dilapidated and abandoned you know um, and yeah, this is an Airbnb, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's clear what they're doing. And this is combined with, um, Hollywood me too. Right. And just sort of like, oh, the, for sure. The, 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 the dominance of, you know, white men and like the title is barbarian and it's like, like it's rape and pillage, right? That's the whole sort of connotation of it, you know? Yep. Um, and so it's pretty clear what they're doing. I just I just feel like they lose that whenever they're like running away from the quote unquote monster. Right. Because yeah, I agree. Like at mm-hmm. the end of it, like the monster, you know, for lack of a better term, like is also a victim of the um, circumstance. And I feel like that was sure. explored the least amount out of everything else. Like it like um maybe it was a it's a runtime issue where the movie was already like an hour 40 or whatever it was and you know they didn't want, really want to keep you know stretch this out kind of thing um but yeah it just sort of felt like that was the the least explored angle like you get it you know you you connect the dots like th- this was a uh a, a woman who grew up fucking underground you know and product of incest and like this De- literal decades of kidnapping and sexual abuse right and um so it's there but like it that angle doesn't fully connect to the rest of 
the social critique, I don't think. Right. The way everything else sort of is interwoven. Yeah, I don't feel like there is much of a connection between the first act with, with Tess and then what you get with the, the Hollywood guy, other than you experience the discovery of this whole secret underground thing through two different like lenses. Like the first one, you're very much like Tess is like very much like an audience stand in because she has no idea what's going on. And, and she's also like a likable character. And, and, you know, you don't want to see anything bad happen to her. Right. But yeah. then once, once the cat's out of the bag and like the, the, the monsters reveal, then you get a very different tone when it comes to Justin Long's character discovering the house and you hate this guy so at, you know what he is gonna stumble upon and you actually at that point want to see him go down there and like discover all that and and, and face the consequences mm-hmm. of it potentially right so like as a viewer it's sort of two different ways of, mm-hmm. of looking at the house and the whole situation but yeah ultimately it does get a little bit lost in yeah. the back the back third i think but still like i appreciate it for what it was and what it tried to do mm-hmm. like i it's always fun to have like a moment 40 minutes into a movie where there's a turn and it's like oh where are they going from here you right. know um so that's cool and like the way it plays especially in the first the first act it, it it does there's a lot of misdirection there's a lot of like oh is this what's happening or is this mm-hmm. what's happening you just don't know right um i guess it's like playing with a lot of like familiar horror like like atmosphere elements that you would find in other horror movies but really yeah, it amounts yeah. to a yeah, lot of yeah it, it's totally playing with like you you're you think that uh bill skarsgård's character is going to be you know like the creepy dude that set this mm-hmm. whole thing up you know and you know it goes in different directions first there. he's potentially yeah. the creepy dude and then there's like maybe like a ghost situation with the doors and and so there's mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of different yeah. possible things there so that, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool that was pretty effective yeah, not a movie that I'm going to be like, you know, screaming from the rooftops to recommend right. mm-hmm. to people. Yeah, 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 but like, I sure. I enjoyed it. Just had one last thing. Um, uh, Pom Pom Squad, one of my favorites. Uh, they had their van broken into uh, while they were on tour uh, supporting Pup, another favorite. Um, they were in Italy at the time and had all their shit stolen, uh, even like personal shit. Um, so, you know, if you could toss them a couple bucks, uh, I'll put their GoFundMe um, in the episode description. Um, I, I, it got a lot of support, so it might actually be uh, like fully funded by this point. Um, so maybe you just want to like mm-hmm. um, toss them some support on Bandcamp. I think they honestly put the figure that they were asking for too low just based off of they listed out all the stuff that got stolen and just looking at the stuff that was stolen, that might be a, like a low estimate for what they were asking for. So right. um, I tossed them some cash because I want them to keep doing what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, maybe just buy their albums if you feel like it, um, because they're fucking awesome. Every few months, I feel like I see a story like this where an, an indie band or an indie artist will have something like this happened on the road. Just, yeah, yeah, it sucks. But like, and they were like, they were abroad too. And just like have all your, like not even just your gear, but like your personal shit stolen. Um, It sucks. They were like at their Airbnb and like, it was like gated too. And they don't even know like how it happened. Um, And like, they did all the precautions too. Like they Damn. had like the Apple Air tags and it, it didn't even seem to help. Like whoever stole it was wow. like too quick. It was like in a half hour window. Yeah. It wasn't even like overnight or anything. Um, but yeah, they have, they have all the details on their GoFundMe. Um, but yeah, yeah. uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Really do appreciate it.
um yeah I, I'm, I'm not sure what this show is gonna look like from here um if it's just gonna be me ranting into the void or if i'm gonna bring some other people on maybe mm -hmm. a rotating thing uh you know i'll figure it out uh it's what i've always done um but in the meantime uh check out last week's live show it's up on youtube and then um i still have to i still have to throw it up because i have not uh been able to yet um also we have community posts on youtube so i can uh bother people there if you want to subscribe and you can stay informed that way i will i will become i'll become part of the community now yeah. so yeah it only took 70 episodes and for you to leave in order to subscribe and follow yeah and do all that shit well i don't want to support my myself you know i don't really want to like okay yeah Mm -hmm. Are you waiting for me to um, say some interrupt you a third time? Yep, yep, on yep. This? Okay. Yeah, uh, I won't so, do it. Mm -hmm. I'll stop there. Uh, so it should be easier to find us. It's youtube.com slash at dead end road and that should work now. It's YouTube's new system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just a big long string of uh, incomprehensible letters and numbers. Um, if you're still using Musk's Twitter, you can follow me at dead end road. I don't know how active I'm going to be over there. Uh, facebook.com slash tv twitch.tv slash tv and maybe i will be streaming more uh lately and like i said youtube.com slash at dead and road kofi.com slash dead and road and email us anything at all like your eulogies for ian's time on the show video at denadroad.co all right that's gonna do it from us uh see you with something sometime <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks right. for listening well, I'm not good with goodbyes, so I think yeah, we'll just sign yeah. off. Yeah, huh? watch uh, watch Coda if you haven't seen Coda. I feel like that's my my oh, legacy on on this show is to be the champion <laughs> for for Coda. So there we go. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 do a retrospective five years from now, see if it holds up. <laughs> 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 no.